Hello everyone, this is Culture Tuesday on Radio Maria. That means today is a Tuesday. <laughs> Here in Cambridge, it's a lovely Tuesday. Not sure what it's like wherever you may be listening to. If you're listening to us on DAB in London or Bristol or the Cambridge area. Ooh, what's it like where you are? I'm praying that it's as crisp, as blue and as bright as it is here in our studio in Cambridge. Ladies and gentlemen, Father Toby is not able to be with us this morning, but that's all right, because I have a lovely topic for you guys. We're going to be tipping away from from the beautiful uh, films that we've been talking about, the amazing stories and fiction that we've been exploring lately on Culture Tuesday. Oh, we're stepping away from all that and going out into nature. And we're going to talk about today, fishing. It's inspired from this past Sunday uh, where Jesus comes along and finds well, calls out of the fish, out of the fish. <laughs> He's not calling anybody out of the fish. He calls out of the sea, uh, Peter, his brother, Andrew, James and John to come. Stop being fishermen of fish. Come catch men instead. <laughs> All right. So let us sit back and let's start with a prayer because I'm going to need it. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, oh, come Holy Spirit. Come share this moment with our listeners today. Open our hearts, our minds to you and your goodness and your joy. Bring forth what you want to hear, what you need these listeners to hear now. Inspire them. Let these seeds of ideas be implanted in their hearts so that they can then look, go out and spread the good news as well. Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, let us look at this past Sunday's. Well, so uh, I'm going to say so. everyone is very, not everyone, who knows, maybe you aren't. There is a lot of people are familiar with this gospel reading. And so I'm going to share it with you now. In the Bible, we read that Jesus says to Peter, Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. Come, follow me. Now, for those of you that already enjoy a bit of fishing, I perk up, please, because this episode is all for you. As you know, some of our first apostles, at least four out of the 12, were fishermen out and about catching fish. Uh, it, it's a noble. It's a, we've got to feed each other. It was, they had the Sea of Galilee there, so it was a big kind of industrial, not industrial, but it's a good uh, form of economy out there. Catching fish, selling fish, feeding the family. Very good. What else can we ask for? Well, it's really curious that Jesus calls these guys, these guys out. You don't really see Jesus going into the temple going, all right, which of these 
Pharisees. Which of these folks I'm going to come get? He's out by the Sea of Galilee getting them to come. Now that I think about it, Jesus also has Matthew, the tax man, along, which I think was a good move because every good group needs that head on them, that head and that brain for figures, numbers, how to think things through. That way they can be a successful group. <laughs> and Matthew was that man. At Radio Maria, we have a wonderful volunteer, Peter. He is that man for us as well. And we are so, so blessed to have him. But fishermen, fishermen. I'm used to go fishing with my grandmother, my grandmother, my uncle and my father. It was such a special time for me because we lived in South Carolina on this lake called Lake Murray. Little side fact, it is one. It has the largest man-made natural dam in the United States. Uh, Land-made earthen dam. Whoa. Anyway, the dam creates this lake, Lake Murray. And we would go out in a boat. When I was young, did the, doing this fishing, it was a very simple boat. Kind of like, um, it had like, there wasn't a roof on it or anything. It was open. There was like, to sit on it, you didn't have like a back, a backing to your seat. It was just like kind of benches. And you had just the motor. And you went out. We would go out and it was such a special time for me because my grandmother would bring a lovely little icebox. I don't know why my grandmother liked fishing. I don't know why my uncle or dad liked fishing. They didn't do a lot of fishing where they used to live because it was very cold up there. But for some reason, they were very much into it when I was growing up. Very, very much into it. So much so that when we got to the privilege to come with Grandma and Uncle Ricky... My little brother and I had to be very quiet. We had to respect the fishing time. And at four or five years old, it's hard to sit still in a boat. But my grandmother would do a great job at making it special and try to impose, not impose on us, but imprint on us the importance of this time. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to share with you just for a little bit how she did this and maybe we can make this into how you can take into mass how you can imprint on your children that this is a special time a holy time and we there is some protocols that we should follow uh but making it our own so follow me listeners follow me so in a boat you can't be moving around a lot no 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 one you get your poor grandma sick two you might fall over into the water and that just ruins a fishing trip. There's nothing like little Johnny, that's my brother's name, falling into the lake, getting all wet and uncomfortable to ruin a good fishing trip. So you've got to do something to get these kids settled down. Well, back to the icebox. So grandma would have this lovely icebox in there and she would not let us see what was in it until we were there. We'd have some ideas, like last time she might have a juice box for us. Oh, she might have a yummy treat. Uh, she might have a sandwich. We never knew, and it was always exciting to see what would happen when she opens this icebox. Ooh, a bit of mystery makes it exciting. To mass, we have this bit of excitement as well. If you go... I, I don't suggest this, but if you go not knowing what the readings are or anything, 
at your mystery. What will today's story be? Who knows? Who knows? What will, who will we see at the Mass? Will we see our friends? Will we see some of our community members? I personally, I have a little bag that we take to Mass. And in it, when they were younger, I would have little snacks. And I wouldn't let the boys know. Would it be little Cheerios? Would it be little? Now, I don't do it now. My boys are 10, 8 and 4. Teddy has never had the experience of having snacks during Mass because I grew and matured as a mother and found other ways to do it. I'm not knocking parents that feed their kids during Mass. There was a time for me and it worked great. I had to also bring a little broom and dustpan or I would know it wasn't this. I could clean up after myself. <laughs> But having some kind of element of surprise. So now I have this this book sack where we keep the regular books, um, the children's Magnificat, Magnificid. Listeners, I can't tell you enough how amazing that little thing is. Uh, some pencils and pens. But then also we always add something, a element of surprise in there. Perhaps it's a fidget toy. Perhaps it's a piece of cloth. Perhaps it's a little stuffed toy. My mother is very clever, and she, one Christmas, got all of her grandchildren's a little Jesus doll, so perhaps it's the Jesus doll. Point is, there's a little bit of an element of surprise in that bag. So the kids are excited. When do we get to see what's in this bag, Mummy? We wait until the homily. Why the homily, you might ask? Well, we've settled in. With the fishing, you don't open the icebox at the beginning. No, you've got to journey off. You get into the boat. You find the right fishing spot. There's so much excitement, just like when you're going to mess. Where are we going to sit? Which pew we're going to sit in? Who do we see? Let's get all sighted. Here we go. Oh, there's the first song. Here we go. Of course, we're all very loud when we start the fishing trip because you've got to talk over the, the motor. So we're very excited. Like, and then we get there, listeners. And then you get the spot and you have the instructions from from dad and Uncle Ricky saying, we're going to do this. And they start things. And grandma at this point, very cleverly, is opening this box. So I'm saying during the homily, because our priests are wonderful and terrific, but sometimes their homilies are not very good for four, six, seven, eight year olds. Don't get me wrong. I have been blessed with lovely priests. Their homilies reach the hearts and the minds of all ages. It doesn't happen every Sunday, though. <laughs> so I've always got my little bag with a little surprise. So grandma gets out that. There we go. Also, at the same time this is happening is when my uncle and my dad are preparing the fish hooks. Ooh, now this is very exciting. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry if I find everything exciting, <laughs> but it's the, it's the joy of creation. There's a bucket of worms, not a bucket. There's like a little box of worms. And as a child, you're like, ah, it's gross, but I want to touch it. Ew, it's dirty, but I want to touch it. So, of course, as a child, I'm not allowed to do that. In mass as well, we've got the similar thing where they're preparing the altar, they're mixing them in. And as a kid, I would always be like, can I help with that part? I want to do that part. No, no, no. We've got it. It's a time and place, an age, a maturity that needs to come with that. So there you go. You've got that. We put on the worms and then we throw out the line and we'd sit there and wait. Now, these men, let's go back to the Bible now. Peter, James, John, Andrew. 
you can't be telling jokes and laughing too much out there. There you can, you can. But Grandma always told me, you gotta gotta be quiet or you'll scare away the fish. Maybe it was my little girl voice that would scare away the fish, but I had to be quiet. They might turn on the radio sometimes, which was a very special time because I would feel like I was amongst the adults listening to their NPR, their news radio. But it was also a time to calmly speak to grandma or calmly speak to Uncle Ricky. My dad is a man that has, is he's, he's, he's great with words, but he also prefers not to speak and just likes to sit and look. Look at nature and appreciate the calm. For those of us that are itchy and and need that excitement and that constant stimulation. Time sitting and being peaceful, looking out, is something you need to practice. Opening your ears and letting the world come into you takes practice. Sometimes we would play I Spy, and that would help. Did we spy fish? Sometimes. (laughs) Not usually me. But there's something about seeing that bobbin out there, isn't there, ladies and gentlemen? I I, I hope this is transferring over to English world. (laughs) In in America, yes, because I've seen people fishing in the Cambridge River like this. So you've got the little floating bobbin and you'd have to watch it. And the the water's not still, so it'd be kind of moving. So you'd go, oh, did it go under? Ah." No, no, no. It was just just the wave. Oh, it's going under. No, no, no. But when it went under, did there get excitement? Now, this is where I usually mess everything up because I trouble containing my excitement. And it's a which might be scaring someone that was sitting, concentrating or loving nature at the time to hear the little girl. And then you reel in the fish. Hopefully, hopefully it doesn't get away. That is the worst thing when you're like, ah, here we go. And then it doesn't get quite caught on the hook. Oh, and then you got to get the fish off. Okay, so you can see, you can see this, this life, how it's not so exciting as something like a, a video game, right? There's time that needs to be taken and whoosh. there's not instant gratification. No, 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 no. And I think maybe that's what made Peter, Paul, James, and John really good apostles. Instant gratification is not there. They would have to go out time and time again. They would come back with few fish in the nets, but then they'd have to go back out. My kids these days need that instant gratification. I I am guilty of it as well. I love love it when I post something on my on my Facebook feed and I get a like. Yes! Now, ladies and gentlemen, Radio Maria has a uh, Facebook page and we do. You could just see us all light up. Oh, a like. The same here. When we get a call and the little light goes from red to orange, we're like, oh, instant gratification. But we have taken the time and we need to keep exercising that skill of continuing fortitude, perseverance, without that instant little whoop, yay, whoop, yay. Uh, 
sometimes it's go, go, throw in the net, pull it back in, throw in the bobbin, wheel it back in. Shh, Elena, shh, we got to wait for the fish to bite. If you practice this, especially as the young ones grow older, grandmas, uncles, aunts, I'm telling you, practice fishing with them or practice this in mass. And as they get older, they will be grateful, grateful that they have worked this muscle in their minds, in their, in their bodies, that they can persevere in silence, take in that stillness and become closer to God. Fishing. Fishing. So enough of storytelling from Helena, though. I'm going to get you a little bit more cultural stuff. Did you know that there is a holy fish amongst all fish? What? What? Well, this is Culture Tuesday. And Culture Tuesday is on every Tuesday at 9 a.m. and at 1.30 p.m. And it's available as a podcast. Father Toby and I, Helena, are your usual presenters. Today, it's just me, me and you listeners, talking about fish. If you are listening to this as a podcast, please do like, subscribe, follow it. That way, other people fishing for podcasts might see this pop up. Just search Radio Maria England. (laughs) All right, the holy fish. Holy fish, Helena, aren't all fish holy? (laughs) Especially after Helena's gotten her fork into it. No, no, no. There is a biblical holy fish. Have you figured it out yet? Is it a salmon? A trout? Well, some folks, especially at thehealthyfish.com, suggest that the tilapia... The tilapia might be a historical holy fish, especially when it comes from the Bible. Now, here's some science for you. The tilapia has been around since 1500 BC. Yummy, yummy, yummy. And it's been part of the Bible. Uh, Tilapia, here's some more facts for you. They're mild and protein-rich fish, yummy, 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 and they can be used in many, many dishes. And they are a huge part of the diet of people in the Mediterranean, especially locals in the Roman Empire. Some scholars even speculate that tilapia is referenced in the Bible loads and loads of time, especially by St. Peter himself. Rumor has it, and let's, I mean, I'm not up for spreading rumors, but ladies and gentlemen, if you want a little fact at your next parish after mass tea, you can say, did you know that the fish caught by St. Peter in the Sea of Galilee and the same fish that fed the masses of people might have been a tilapia? My mother would love to hear this. She is a huge fan of tilapia. So, Tilapia is also known as St. Peter's fish. Mm. To this day, there are plenty of tilapia 
that exist in the sea there in Galilee and around the world. Oh, oh, oh yummy, 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 yummy. So that's our tilapia, our holy fish. Now, tilapia were and still are famous for spawning in abundance. So there you go. They're the easiest fish to catch. Well, not if you're Helena, little who keeps seeing the bobbin go down. They're the easiest fish to catch, especially in biblical times, as it especially required very little equipment to catch. And the fish, tilapia, stayed relatively close to the surface of the water. And they also swim close together. Ooh, they're nutritious. Yummy, yummy, yummy. And they were great, especially when times of food were scarce. They're easy to preserve as well. Mm. Tilapia, here's some more science for you. Uh, they're very good. At, they, they mature quickly. They become mummies and daddies quickly and reproduce quickly as well. So there's lots of them. Now, it's a fish. So that is a fish. Now, can we catch tilapia here in England? I don't know. But I'm going to finish off our Culture Tuesday with a little bit of suggestions of where to go fishing in England. You might, or in the UK, you might say, Helena, what do you know? <laughs> I don't know much. So <laughs> I'm sharing this from countryliving.com. Five suggestions of where to go fishing in the UK. If you disagree with any of these, please do email us at info at radiomariaengland.uk and you can say, no, 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 Helena, that is an awful place to go fishing. Don't go there. Or if you have some suggestions yourself, oh, go ahead, go ahead and email us. Oh, you should actually go fishing here or here or there or there. <laughs> that would be nice. Anyway, so here is, according to Country Living, uh, five great fishing places in the UK. So there's a place called Angler's Paradise. Ooh, and it has 30 lakes that are stocked with fish of every size and shape and color. It is a purpose-built facility and great for family fishing. For holidays, there's some comfortable villas there, an indoor pool, and even guides to help catch fish. Wait a second here. I need to go. I need to know where I'm going this summer. Maybe Angler's Paradise. Ooh la la, it is so fancy. Whoa, look at that giant fish that that person has. Trying to find out where it's located. Anglers, it is located in the country. Oh, way over in, ooh, I would say Cornwall. Cornwall. If anyone's listening from Plymouth, it's just north of you. You probably know this already. It's very close to Dartmoor National Park. This is, again, way over in the near Plymouth area, in the Plymouth Diocese. Oh, Plymouth Diocese, folks. Who's gone to Angler's Paradise? Raise your hand. <laughs> so that is the first suggestion. The second one. If you want a little less man-made places, why not visit us over in the Norfolk Broads? Ooh. So in this, the, it's called the Broads, and it's a network of man-made waterways. Uh, they were they were created by digging da, 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 because people needed peat for their homes. And that is where they found lots of pike in the UK. The broads are also home to carp, roach, rudd, bream, perch and 
tench. They let you uh, hire boats as well, so you don't have to bring your boat yourself or buy a boat yourself. You can also hire out a boat and go fishing on the broads. Also, there's different kinds of fishing. So we've been talking about boat fishing. You can also do this fishing where you stand up in the water and you throw in a line. I've never done this kind of fishing myself. <laughs> fly fishing is what I'm talking about. But if you like fly fishing, especially for salmon, apparently the river spray in Scotland is a hit. There is no license required to go fishing in Scotland. Ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo. yummy, yummy, yummy. And I do like me some salmon. Also, this is a head up, heads up. River spray is close to um, some famous whiskey distilleries. Anglers come from around the world to catch there and make their spray cast for some legendary Atlantic salmon. Ooh, my goodness. River spray in Scotland. And then our fourth location is you can also get some salmon, yummy, 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 in the fifth longest river in the UK. Uh, what is that? That is the River Wye in Wales. Oh, I'm headed off to Wales. Maybe I'll check that out. The most popular fish there is called the barbell. I've never had a barbell. There you go. Uh, you will need a license to go fishing here. Oh, apparently you can catch eel as well. Oh, yummy, yummy. And then our last suggestion from Country Living is River Test in Hampshire. The fishes you can catch there, uh, you can do some fly fishing. You can get some brown trout and some grayling. You will need a license. There's also uh, some really, really nice uh, groups that go out there. And... Uh, so it's, they sometimes have fishing festivals. So it's a really nice, nice place. The community and the reservists keep the banks very manicured and manage it very nicely. So it's a good bit of fun for the family, for yourself to go fishing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I, I've gone on enough, enough about fish, enough about this. But I hope this rambling Culture Tuesday may have helped you out a bit. I'd love, we at Radio Maria would love to hear from you as well. Like I said, if you've got some suggestions of fishing places, why not email us at info at radiomariaengland.uk. Uh, if, if you're thinking tilapia is not the holy fish, Helena, it is this fish. Well, you can email me that as well. Info at radiomariaengland.uk. UK. Ah, oh, fishers of men. Some of you don't even like fishing, but you are learning and on your way to becoming fishers of men. Remember, it takes practice. You got to exercise those muscles, those evangelizing muscles. And you know what? In the stillness, in the calm, make sure you invite the Lord be a part of your trip a part of your mission let's finish with a prayer and in father son holy spirit amen lord thank you for those times that we are blessed to find silence or focus in nature thank you for all the fish you provide for our nourishment <laughs> for our sport Thank you 
for our families that teach us and practice with us their skills, passing down their knowledge and love to each of us. Lord, support those families that are still practicing patience, practicing quiet, practicing stillness during our masses. Lord, protect our, our, our nature, our land, these places where we can go fishing and find beauty in your creation. Inspire us to take good care of this world that you have given us leadership over, that we should care for. Lord, I ask you to bless each of these, these listeners today. Let them see. Let them have the right equipment, the right rod, the right worms, the right love and joy to bring in these fish, these people into your love. In your name we pray. Amen. <laughs>